Welcome all, Steve Parisi here with IBC Global. Hope you are having a fantastic day today. So today we have a guest on our podcast, a friend, client, and newly licensed professional, Adam Edwards. Adam, yeah. how are you doing hey. today? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank, thanks for taking some time on a weekend uh, of all days to, to do this with us as well. Really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. It's my pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, well, today there's a couple items I wanted to uh, touch on with you. Primarily two items. First is your experience in working with us, with our company, what the process was like so someone can hear it from the consumer side. And then second, you recently obtained your insurance license. So kind of wanted to ask why you decided to do that and then what, what some of your plans are with that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I hooked up with you guys not too long ago, but um, I initially opened up a policy about a year and a half ago when I first came across, you know, this concept. And, um, you know, it was a little bit, I wouldn't say a smaller policy, but, you know, less than what I was capable of doing or, you know, I was insurable for a bigger amount. And then I just kind of was still feeling out the process. So I figured I'd kind of start a little bit smaller and see how it goes. But, um, so yeah, I reached out to you guys, reached out to a couple other other agents too, kind of ran, you know, different scenarios with other people just to kind of feel people out. Cause I do listen to a lot of different podcasts. So I gather quite a bit of information from different people, um, which I think can be important too, but, um, but yeah, I decided to work with you guys. Um, it seemed like a pretty easy process and, um, yeah, just, just decided to pull the trigger. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Well, no, thank, th thank you for that. Much appreciated. Um, yep. and yeah, appreciate you deciding to work with us as well. I've got a question because I know just from our conversations, uh, you and I talking, uh, also your conversations with Phil here at the office, mm -hmm. you have, in my opinion, a better <clears throat> understanding than a lot of people in the industry, insurance agents, and this is before you got your license. I know you, mm -hmm. you just got your license, but uh, to your point, you've done a lot of digging, have done your research, which is, which is always good. I mean, I'm the same way whenever I'm researching anything I'm not familiar with, I like to yeah. dig into it. Uh, I'm analytical, which you know from our conversations. Mm -hmm. But around this topic of cash value life insurance, or take the term whole life insurance, individuals often hear that word, and most have heard very, very bad things about it, and they run away. Yep. And then some have heard great things about it, you know, whether it's <clears throat> attraction to the idea that the ultra wealthy big banks and corporations have used it. Maybe it's the banking concept, whatever it might be. So my question to you is even before you had connected with us, what exposed you first and foremost to whole life insurance and then what, what exposed you and then what interested you and attracted you to implementing it? Mm. Yeah. So I, the way I got familiar with it and came across it was through a company that I joined called Replace Your Mortgage. And basically that, in short, they teach people how to replace an existing mortgage with a, what's called a first lien home equity line of credit. And it's kind of along the lines of what you hear about velocity banking, but it's a little bit different. So you kind of, you put all your money into that and then you, you know, pull your money out to pay for your expenses, so on and so forth. So you know, as long as you're making more money than what you're spending, it definitely works. So I've been, you know, practicing that for about a year and a half, but that's how I came across it. So that company 
they actually have two um, IBC practitioners that are inside the company that are clients where they actually had a lot of training videos on the infinite banking concept and how it works. So I kind of dove right into that pretty quick and uh, it clicked with me pretty quick, you know. So the, the HELOC strategy is more or less like a short-term strategy. The whole life is more of like a long-term strategy in my eyes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Uh, and thanks for sharing that. So it was in, initially what had interested you was the idea of using that HELOC more kind of velocity banking in a sense as a means to pay off debt and use the HELOC as a financing tool, correct? Yeah. Yep. So for me, it was more, um, I didn't have a lot of, a lot of debt. Like my wife and I, we've always had paid off cars, didn't use credit cards, stuff like that. So for us, it was more of a way to aggressively pay down our balance on our house. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, so when I came across the infinite banking concept and learning how to essentially, you know, funnel money into that every year, I kind of got away from having a desire to pay my house off and then got into a, a different mindset of wanting to leverage as much of the equity from my house every year and pump it into paying high premiums. Right. Gotcha. So that's kind of my mindset. Gotcha. No, thanks for sharing that because not a whole lot of people that we work with actually approach us with that, that thought in mind, hang on to leverage yeah. another asset to fund life insurance. Mm -hmm. And it, I've analyzed it and I look at it in a situation where I say, okay, if we have the income and cash to fund a policy just as is based off of expendable income and savings, yeah. that's great. And leveraging, I mean, leverage you can do a lot of good with, but I always look at the pros and cons to everything. But I know it's worked well for you just from yes. our conversations. Yeah. And I think it's good for individuals to hear too. Here's someone that's actually living it, walking mm -hmm. the walk, not just saying, hey, it's a great idea and then selling it <laughs> without any actual proof. It's always good to see that firsthand. Um, th thanks for sharing that. That's yeah. what I wanted to say there. <laughs> yep. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you've done a lot of research and you had a good grasp on everything prior to our company connecting with you. Mm -hmm. And I've seen you comment on our, our YouTube channel several times, which I appreciate, obviously, yeah. <laughs> much appreciated. So what, what had made you decide to, to work with us? I guess that's my question. Aside from the banking concept, because what I'll always educate individuals on or talk to individuals when they hit our website or I talk to them is, I saw you were doing some research around cash value life insurance, and they may have questions around the banking concept, life insurance. And I'll ask, you know, from your research thus far, do you have questions on the concept or do you have more questions on the life insurance policy and how that works? Mm, yeah. So I guess if I were to ask you that question, if we were rewind to when you first hit the website, if I said, okay, Adam, do you, have, from your research thus far, do you have more questions on the banking concept or do you have a good grasp on that? And then more questions on the actual cash value life insurance product. Yeah, for me, it was definitely, I had a really good grasp on the banking concept and that was kind of my main focus. So I understood, um, and obviously I'm still learning. I'm always learning. Like I'm, you know, in the big scheme of things, I'm in the beginning, but you know, you know, like you said, I do spend an inordinate amount of time every week researching this stuff. And, you know, obviously I love doing it or else I wouldn't spend as much time as I do. It's very interesting to me. 
Um, the, yeah, the concept of, um, you know, using it as a, your own personal bank. So you build up and you capitalize your own personal bank and you, you funnel so much money into there, you eventually will get to the point where you may not need a commercial bank for anything outside of a checking account. You know, you're always gonna need a checking account, you know, especially if you have like W2 income, which most people do and they have, you know, direct deposit and stuff. But, um, um, and then I learned a lot about how the commercial banking system works and that was very new to me. I had no idea. So that became bothersome to me how they operate. Right. So I had a problem with, you know, holding any money whatsoever in checking and savings account because I know what the bank does with that money and they take it and they loan it out to other people and they charge interest on it and they don't pay me anything to do that. So that kind of became bothersome to me. So um, really started digging in deep to uh, Nelson Nash and um, I bought his book. I read his book and I still continue to read it from time to time. Um, and then I also bought his, he used to go around the country doing like 10 hour seminars. So I bought his DVD set. So really connected with him. And, you know, I mean, there's still stuff I learn every time I listen to it or read his book, I'll pick up, you know, something new. And it's like, man, so I had the, kind of had the gist of the concept down. Um, I didn't really fully grasp how policies worked, like the internal stuff on how policies worked. Um, so watching your stuff was really appealing to me because it kind of opened my eyes to, you know, how policies can be designed. There's different ways you can design them depending on the you know individual. Um, you know, and when I actually met with you and we talked about stuff, you know, we looked at different options, not just one option or the other. It was like, you know, it was more like, what are you trying to do? What's your, what are your goals? And I'm like, well, my personal goal was I want to put as much of my money in as possible for as long as possible. So we worked together and came up with a solution for that. So that was, you know, to me, that was, that was good. I liked that. Gotcha. No, thanks for mentioning that. So on that point too, where you mentioned my goal specifically, your goal was to mm -hmm. pay as much premium into the policy as long as possible. Yes. When you look at a life insurance policy and how it functions, if one has the means to do that and follows through with that, it looks good. Yep. <laughs> Obviously, even if you look mm -hmm. at the guarantees alone, just what you get with the compounding and yeah. continuously call it feeding the beast, that thing just gets Absolutely. better and better. Yeah. And what's interesting, because I remember uh, talking through through those different options with you and showing you different options as well. And one of the things I would show a couple of times, and I still make it a point to do this, is, hey, if someone wants to see paying in premiums for a long period of time, I still want to make sure I show them funding it for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say, hey, let's just shut it down early. It's more so, call it from a business and marketing standpoint, or when you hear the word whole life insurance, I guess if you're, if you're brand new to this, if you don't yeah. have the knowledge that you have today, mm -hmm. you hear the word whole life insurance, what immediately hits your mind as far as how long you're required to pay into it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, I think the general person would probably go off of what they hear from certain people, financial entertainers or whatever, which yeah. is, you know, is that it's terrible and that you're not going to have any cash value for the first however many years and you have to pay in your whole life. It's super expensive. So that's, you know, yeah, probably what most people are thinking. <laughs> yeah. And pay in forever. So yeah. what, 
Yeah, and where I like the, the, the ideas or products where you, it's the same product at the end of the day, but options call it where you fund it for a short period of time is called from a marketing standpoint. I've learned this and I was intrigued by it as well years ago, is if you have a whole life insurance policy that might be payable for your whole life, right? Until mm-hmm. age 100 or something like that. Yeah. But you can stop all together after four or five years, sometimes even earlier if you wanted to, but I have the option to keep going. That's powerful. Yes. Yeah. And in my mind, it just kind of opens up the door and intrigues an individual to look at it and say, okay, my original conception was that I had to pay in forever and I had a very low percentage of what I paid in up front. And then you show them the opposite. Hey, you can stop paying, you can stop paying after two years if you play your cards right. Yeah continues to grow nicely with the option to continue to pay in. In my mind, call it from, again, a business and marketing standpoint, that's a great way to provide options in addition to the long funding period, um, which I, I always enjoy. Yeah. No, I think that's another thing I like about how you guys operate is you're at least, you're bringing people more it, into it that normally would not even look into it at all because you do show them, hey, you can if you want to set it up this way, which is completely up to you, you can put money in and you can have access to a lot early. To me, that at least gets people on board to the thought process of maybe this is something I should look into. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be content with, you know, paying in a hundred thousand dollars and only having $50,000, you know, within the first year Yeah. because they might not understand, well, there, there might be some benefits to doing that, but Mm-hmm. that alone might turn them away to where they would never even look any further into it. So for me, I like the idea that you are opening the, the at least the possibility to something that may have never even been an option before by doing that. Now, if people really start digging into it, they may see, wow, this is actually, like you said, it's a, it's a machine that just grows and grows and grows. So you know, your money always has to reside somewhere. That's something that Nelson would always say. It has to reside somewhere. What better place than this? Especially the longer it's enforced, the more efficient it's going to be. So let's just keep pumping money into this thing. So that's the way I look at it. Yeah, no, a hundred percent agree as well. I mean, if one has the means to keep paying into it, keep paying into it. Yeah. But then at the same time, I mean, I view it, if someone has a specific goal where they say, hey, after 10 years, like I'm going to retire, I don't want to have to pay anything yes. to be obligated. Right. Yeah, I guess it's more or less just respect their decision, exactly what they want to do and show, okay, here's an option. Oh, by the way, if you want to keep paying into it, here's what yeah. it looks like. <laughs> and if life happens, you got to stop early. Here's yeah. what it looks like <laughs> with the options. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now, you know, and learning a lot about how the software works and, you know, there's, there's, there's yeah. so many options to where, you know, if you did want to, you know, set it up a certain way to pay in for a long time, and down the road, you want it to stop funding it. There's multiple different ways to do that. So mm-hmm. there's, and that was always what was really appealing to me about it is you're in complete control. When you fully understand how these policies work and what you're, you, you can do with them, you become the banker. You become the one that is in control and makes all the decisions. So. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I guess we can go into without mentioning any company or product specifics, because um, because we don't have to do that is mm-hmm. I know when we did look at different options, we considered different companies, different policy designs and such, which 
I've got a problem where I go too deep with that sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> you might have caught on to that. But at the same time, every company has advantages and disadvantages compared to each other. Yeah. When you look at insurance companies, no matter how you slice it, they all have a specialty, something they're very good at. And, you know, when the question comes up of, hey, I want to maximize my cash value upfront and long term and have flexibility. What I mean when I say flexibility, I love this, this feature with whole life insurance. When we hear the word insurance policy, we often think premium, bill, I got to pay the same amount into the policy forever. Mm -hmm. And that's that. Yeah. Yet you can design a policy to be extremely flexible. Yeah. Where I might want the ability, use an example you said before of 100,000, the ability to hit 100,000, mm -hmm. but I don't want to commit to it. Yeah. So we may design a policy where I commit to if it's 10,000, if it's a larger number, if it's 30,000, whatever it might be, I can commit to a minimal amount and add up to that, that 100K at my discretion. That's yep. powerful in my opinion. Yeah, you're giving people options and that's mm -hmm. what people want. They want to see um, the benefits of different options and how it could apply to their personal situation. So, um, you know, I know Nelson, he even talked a lot about how he sold a lot of 10 pay whole life policies. So, yeah. and he bought a whole lot of 10 life or 10 pays. So, I mean, mm -hmm. there is value in that for whatever your situation is. It could be different from one person to another. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, now, like I said, I always go back to with you guys, you, I mean, you're bringing, you're opening people's mind to the possibility of what they can do with this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I listen to a lot of other podcasts. I mean, any, any podcast that's out there that's on infinite banking or whole life insurance, I listen to on a regular basis. And a lot of this stuff I listen to over and over and over again, because I'm constantly trying to learn and wrap my mind around everything. Cause some people do things a little bit differently and that's okay. Um, you know, there's not one specific way to do it. You know, there's many different ways. So that's, you know, yeah. that's the way I look at it. Yeah, no, and I, I fully agree. I mean, collect as much information as possible and that way you can make an informed decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll often talk about copying the wealthy, copying banks and corporations. And the main reason is that was my background. Mm -hmm. Before I, I ran a business, was on the sales side, I was that back office guy <clears throat> playing around with insurance mm -hmm. software to maximize cash values because really what we did was model policies for corporations. Yeah. And what was so interesting to me is every single time they said, okay, we've got plans for these policies. Typically it was a retention strategy to retain their key executives and pay them yeah. a retirement benefit in the back end. That's usually what you see. Yeah. However, that cash value is also an asset on their balance sheet. Yes. And if they want to access it, typically they can, some do. Mm. So how I looked at it is like, all right, corporations, that have done this forever. And when we got to look at, I remember one CEO's policies that he had owned for about 30 years and about seven whole life insurance policies with different companies. We got to analyze the internal rate of return. Oh, I was loving it because yeah, yeah I'm an insurance nerd. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm starting to become one. I'm noticing, yeah. <laughs> which is weird. But yeah. hey. Oh no, join, join the party. I'll, I'll talk yeah. insurance with you all day. I love it. Right. <laughs> um, but on that point is what they would always do is they said, okay, we have a goal with this policy. The death benefit's important, 
but we've got a long-term goal with the cash value as far as distributing income from it for retirement, yeah. you know, for what will be retired executives, but it's also an asset to us. It's on our mm. balance sheet. It's very valuable. Yeah. And every single time they would optimize the cash value, put a lot of emphasis on the guarantees and say, Hey, that's gotta be there long-term, but it's gotta be there up front as well. Mm -hmm. So, so important. So what I took away from that, from those days was more or less when we got into the individual market and I had to learn how to actually operate a business, which I still learn new stuff every single day mm -hmm. was, all right, how do I take that model? That's extremely effective for corporations, banks called the 1% that we hear own so much whole life insurance. Yeah. Insight exactly what they're doing and then just show everyone else how to do it. Right. However you use the policy, you can use it however you want, but if you got that optimized first, you've got more operating capital and you're in a great position. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the more the more access to money that you have, the better off yeah. you're gonna to be to have opportunities come up and you know, everyone has to do certain things. Everyone's gotta buy cars, mm -hmm. right? Everyone has to, you know, fund vacations or investments or whatever. So yeah, you know, where is that money sitting? right until that occurs it should be sitting in a whole life insurance policy because it's growing it's not just sitting stagnant like it would be in a bank so that's right. that's where your wealth should be residing you should you should be able to get your mind around putting as much money in there as you possibly can which is takes a while to get to that point i understand you know like i said earlier i started out and i was kind of hesitant because it was such a new thing and yeah. You know, we're forced to think a certain way and we're told to do things a certain way, but that doesn't mean it's for our benefit always. Right. And I've come to discover that. So, yeah. Cor correct. Yeah, no, no, I I'm with you there. And I think that's the case with everything. Uh, <laughs> any yep. consumer product just in the marketplace, we are trained to think, a think a certain way and purchase a certain product. You know, I was thinking about this last night where if you and I go to purchase a phone, which typically it's an Apple product or a Samsung product. Mm, There's yeah. others out there, but those are the <laughs> those yeah. are the leaders today. Is they know what product like you could talk to a sales rep there and they could tell you this is the best value to you if you buy this particular product with this particular amount of memory. And here's the price. It's the best value to the consumer. I, the sales rep, have been doing this since iPhones been, have been invented. Like, hands down, it's the best. Mm. And they might, it might be 100% accurate. Yeah. But you or I, as the consumer, when we go to purchase that phone, we might look at it and say, eh, it's just not for me. Like yeah. not, not yet. So what other options do you have? Maybe there's one that's more expensive because it's got more features and benefits. Mm. Sign me up. Maybe yeah. I want to start with the cheap model, whatever it might be. It just kind of goes back to the idea of showing options and that helps, uh, uh, let me rephrase, as we select whatever option we're comfortable with, then we can continue to train our thinking as we're in the product, we started things out and then we get more and more comfortable with it as time passes. Yeah, 100%, yeah. man. I mean, you know, not, not everybody, when you compare the phones, that's a good comparison. When you compare the phones, you know, someone might be really focused on, uh, you know, picture quality and video quality. Yeah. Someone might not be focused on that. So that phone might work for one person, not so good for the other person. So it's all about, you know, what the individual is trying to achieve. You know, some people, they, 
they put in money, they want to access it quick because they have a purpose for it, which is fine. Um, you know, other people want to do it as more of a long-term thing. They're looking more down the road. Like I'm fine with putting a bunch of money into this thing and not having access to a large amount up front, but I can see down the road in 10, 20, 30 years, you know, so it just depends on the individual. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and let's go into a little bit, because you had mentioned something before that, uh, just in our conversations that I liked a lot, how you enjoy trying to help people generate that mindset or have the mindset of thinking long range. Yes. And when you said that, I looked at it and said, huh. And why I said, huh, is because today we are in the information age and call it the instant gratification age. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> So to try and get someone to think long-term is not going to be easy and they're not going to be open to it. It's kind of like say, Hey, I sell whole life insurance. Hey, think long range. It's like both are going yeah. to generate the same result. See you later. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. I think, uh, you know, and maybe that just my personality and my, like I have three young kids, right? So mm -hmm. um, what excites me a lot about this stuff is, you know, because I am thinking long range, I want to provide, um, you know, stability and wealth for me, but mainly for my children. And I want to teach them this throughout their life. So, um, you know, and it's a great way to pass on wealth to your future generations too. It's like one of my main goals, you know, I really want to be a grandpa. I want to be a great grandpa possibly one day. And I want to teach my kids these concepts and get them away from what everyone else is doing because what most people are doing is not working. Correct. So that's mm -hmm. kind of my mindset and that's what I'm really passionate about. So for me, I, I want that to be appealing to other people. I want to reveal that to them. Like, Hey, let's, let's not just think about like the first five years. Let's look at, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you know, look at your kids. Like maybe once you get your mind wrapped around how all this works, you want to start policies on your kids when they're young to where when they're 16, they can purchase a car from a policy loan and they can pay themselves back and they can see the value in doing that and why they'd want to do that right. compared to going to a commercial bank and, you know, making them wealthy when they could, you know, recapture a lot of that interest on their own. Mm -hmm. well, that's exciting to me. Yeah, very nice. And I think with your approach, because now that you just obtained your license and, and how you decide to use it as the years pass, I think you'll do extremely well only because helping people to do what you just mentioned, mm -hmm. long-term play, helping their kids, helping with family, multi-generational wealth. I mean, that's, that's so important and it does so much good. It allows any child or grandchild just mm. really to hit the ground running. Yeah. Yeah. They start out 20 levels ahead of where we started. Yes. And if you train them, if you condition them right from a mental standpoint and a work ethic standpoint, like, right. man, they're just going to crush it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I, you know, I was always brought up to, you know, I never really did very well in high school. And a lot of it was because I just didn't really care. But, but uh, you know, it's just pushed down people's throat. Like there's a certain way that everyone has to do things to achieve success or wealth or whatever. And what's pushed down everyone's throat is not the correct way. It's almost backwards from what you're told and what you're, you know, it's so to me, that's exciting that I don't have to, you know, subject my kids to that process that in the yeah. end doesn't work a lot of the times and I can change their thinking compared to what everyone else. And not that it's a competition between people, but 
Yeah. You know, you are in competition with your peers in yeah. a sense. So do you want to be behind or would you rather be ahead? And if you're ahead, you also have a great opportunity to help people, mm -hmm. right? Help people get to where you're at. And if, if they want to be helped, you have the resources and the knowledge to do so. And that's another thing that, you know, if I can make money and help people, like that's a win-win. What's better than that? You know, being passionate about what you do and helping people and also earning a living doing so, to me, that's fulfilling. Yeah, I fully agree. Thanks for sharing that. And with the long-term goal in range, thinking long range, I should say, yeah. tying back in the business and marketing perspective is not everyone will see that. And it's kind of like, Mm -hmm. You'll go to them like, how can you not see it? Because it's right. so stinking good. Like, why would you not want this million dollar deal when you only got to pay a dollar in? Like, buy it, man. It's good. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're in your twenties, you're not thinking about, I mean, I wasn't at least, I wasn't thinking about you know, where do I want to be at when I'm 40 years old or 50 years old or 60 years old. Now it's like, okay, now I can kind of forecast and have a pretty good idea if I, I do things a certain way. You know, I have a pretty good idea where I'm going to be at, at that point, those points in life. So I yeah. like that too. So I've always, you know, kind of thinking about that too. I've always had issue with um, like government retirement plans and being tied to the stock market and all the ups and downs and not having control over that situation. It's almost like you're guessing, like hoping that I'll have enough money when I want to retire to live off of. Well, now it's like, I've got a pretty darn good idea what I'm going to have if I keep doing what I'm doing. So. Yeah. You've got a guaranteed idea, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> guaranteed worst, worst case scenario, I should say. Yeah. Well, let's talk about you getting licensed. So yeah. here's the number one question I have. So you've dug into this, you've got policies. What on earth made you decide to go get your life insurance license? <laughs> well, I mean, I looked into it a little bit and it seemed like it wasn't too hard to attain. Um, at least for me, because I'd already done a lot of research. So I had a pretty good idea, you know, specifically on how whole life insurance works. So yeah. obviously that's my main focus, but obviously when you study, start studying for the test, you realize there's a lot of other things on there that you do have to learn about that Correct. you might not necessarily, you know, use down the road. But, um, I just figured actually the thing that kind of sparked it was, you know, with all the stuff that's going on with the you know, coronavirus, whatever. Um, our employer, we got hit pretty hard because we're in the aerospace industry. So for about two and a half, almost three months, we were working every other week. So every other week I was at home, you know, during the summertime. So I just decided, you know, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to expand my knowledge. And, you know, why not? You know, I talk about this stuff all the time. I'm constantly having a desire to open people's eyes to it. Why don't I just get a license and then see where it takes me? So, you know, if you would have asked me two years ago, if I would have been doing any of the stuff that I'm doing now, I would have looked at you with like a deer in headlights. Cause <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, you just never know where life's going to take you. So I just, it made sense to me because I always want to learn. I want to get as much information as I possibly can about the banking concept whole life insurance, the ins and outs and how the policies work, um, you know, how it can benefit different people in different situations. Um, and I want to, you know, if I'm going to be advising people right. and talking to people about it, you know, I want to make sure I know everything. So that's just my, you know, 
Gotcha. Reasoning yeah. behind it. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. So since getting licensed, I know you recently received your actual life insurance license, but we started to dig into the software and such since you passed your exam. Yeah. And again, knowing this is, this is my opinion that you had a better overview of many people, even in the industry, because you knew about different policy splits, how to design yeah. a policy for high upfront cash value, long-term, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. How has that helped you as you start to now see it on the actual agent side to say, okay, if I'm going to start to design a policy now, right? So if I get an illustration, I see the guaranteed and non-guaranteed values, I want to reverse engineer it per se. Mm How has what you've learned before helped you just kind of transition into that? It's helped me quite a bit. I mean, I know when we, we talked, you kind of did a personalized video for me, you know, talking about different setups for the policies that I was looking into and just seeing how the software was navigated through kind of helped me a little bit too. So when I did actually get access to it, I mean, pretty much all my free time outside of, you know, working in my family, that's what I'm doing. And it didn't take long to, you know, figure out how to set them up to where they're, they look pretty efficient, you know? So um, you know, I've talked to family members. I have a handful of people that are ready. They're ready to go, man. They're ready to just get them going and stuff. So I've been working on, you know, each particular person based on their age, their health, and their income, how much they want to fund in, you know, what their goals are, whether it's, you know, for long-term retirement planning. So you can kind of, you know, roughly forecast, like if you put this much money in, let's see how much we can pull out, you know, in, in your retirement years. So you pull out your with you withdraw your basis first and then you start taking policy loans. So you can kind of forecast that. And, um, you know, just having those conversations with, you know, these future clients has been pretty exciting. So, yeah, you know, I always want to focus on, you know, like this is just, uh, you know, we're just forecasting what you're going to be pretty close to what this is showing. There might be some fluctuation depending on how you use it. You know, if you're constantly carrying a, a policy loan and the interest, you know, all that stuff can be different. So uh, I'm learning a lot on how to, you know, talk to my, you know, future clients and having them understand like what's going on. Cause I don't want them to be in the, in the dark about everything. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it reminded me of my early days when I'm uh, at home with my laptop, you know, sitting on the couch, my dad comes in, so I still lived at home turns mm-hmm. on the TV and I'm just sitting there the whole time playing with the software and he looks over at me and goes, don't you do anything else? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I know it's, it's crazy. Like I said, man, you just, you never know where life's going to take you. I mean, I was a big time, like avid slow pitch softball player for years and I still play from time to time, but that was like my main passion outside of my work and family and stuff. And okay. now I got, my kids are in, they're playing softball and baseball. So, but in my free time, it's like, that's, it's my passion right now, you know? So that's, you know, and every, every time I talk to someone about it and things start to click in their head, it just gives me even more motivation and more drive to just push forward because I'm helping people get out of a situation that's problematic, right? I'm putting them in a better position, short-term and long-term. And when they see that, that is what keeps me going. I mean, that, what's more motivating than that? I agree 100%. And you know, one of the reasons that 
uh, I do think you'll do well or people will be attracted to working with you because you're licensed now. And I know you've got a full-time job, you've got a family, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but that you're licensed now, you're able to help individuals as far as educating them on cash value life insurance, how to set up policies, how to practice the banking concepts that you've dug into that and understand it better than most, in my opinion, yep. is it is so valuable to work with someone who is a consumer first, yeah, not an agent first, but a consumer first, then obtain their license. I've seen so many guys do very, very well here. It's not really, it's not even for the money. It's not, yeah. it's not like the purpose. Yep. When you look at the purpose, why they're driven, it's not money driven. It's to say, here's exactly what I'm doing. Here's yep. how I use my policy. Here's my goals, short term, long term. And then in having a conversation, you can set them up in the same manner where they come to you and say, okay, I like what you did there, but I don't want to pay in until I'm 100 years old. You're 40 now, like 60 years, man. Like, I'm not into yeah. that. <laughs> can I yeah. stop at 65? And then molding that in there to say, sure, here's what it looks like. Oh, by the way, you can stop earlier. You can go longer, mm. right? different policy riders and such, and just being creative with it. But it's so valuable to come from your side of the fence where you're a consumer first, just like you mentioned earlier with the HELOCs, how you've yeah. actually implemented that strategy to say, hey, here's what I did and it works. Not someone like me saying, here's what banks and corporations do. Here's what I do too, because I practice this, but here's what these guys do, copy them. That has value in my opinion, but it's not the same type of value to say, hey, I'm doing it, I bought it, and then I went and got my license because I loved it so much. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm just a normal guy. I'm not like, uh, I don't write books. I don't, you know, I'm not a business person. I mean, I'm, my mindset's starting to change more along those lines, but you know, I just talk to people about what I'm doing and it works and I've, it's tried and true. I've been doing this stuff for a little over a year and a half and I see the value. So all I, it's, I don't have to try to sell anything or, you know, go out and try to approach people or knock on doors. That's, that's not me. I will, I want to show value to someone, right? Have them see that value and put it into practice and say, wow, this actually does work. They're going to tell people about it and people will just come to me, mm -hmm. right? That's kind of how, to me, that's how business should be. You shouldn't have to do, you know, shady stuff like you know shady car salesman stuff just to get a quick buck you know what i mean like yeah what that goes back to that long range thinking like if you do right by people over time it's just going to happen you do the right thing you reap what you sow right yeah. so, right yeah. on put it out there let people see it and if it's a fit they'll reach out to you if it's not a fit they'll work with someone else yeah so yeah. i mean just like with the the heloc stuff so i'd be you know i'm a client of replace your mortgage so uh, the guy who runs the company approached me a few months ago and said, Hey, I think you'd be a good candidate. We have a lot of incoming calls. People are interested in this. Would you be interested in taking calls? I'm like, why not? I talk about all this. I talk about this stuff anyways. I might as well talk to people. And uh, so I've been doing that for a few months and it's great. I just, people, people set the call up. So it's not like I'm cold calling people. They're already interested. So they set the call up. Correct. I answer the phone and we just talk and I say, this is, this is what I'm doing. It works. This is what your numbers would look like. Yeah. It's a no brainer, you know? So educate them, educate them. That's and then it, they, can, man. they can move forward if they want. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. So one thing that you mentioned earlier where 
not a business person, your mindset's kind of starting to shift at this point in time. And you've also mm -hmm. mentioned think long range several times, which yeah, I, yeah the long-term thinking, it's the exact same thing I apply with business. Think long range, it'll all work out. Mm -hmm. What's right for the consumer, it'll all work out. But when you were first, let me ask, the first time you were exposed to the idea of the banking concept and read the book, what was the initial, uh, the, the most interesting fact or item or section of the book that grabbed your attention? And then when you look at it now, what's the most interesting piece that grabbed your attention? Yeah, I think if I had to say like initially, what kind of grabbed my attention was the fact that this stuff has been around for over a hundred years. Right. Right. To me, that was kind of what got my interest peaked. Um, okay. We're talking about, you know, insurance companies that have been around for, you know, 100, 150, 200 years even, and they've stood the test of time. And you think about everything that's happened in the, in especially the United States in the last hundred years, you're like, okay, these are massive companies that know what they're doing and they profit every single year. It's like, okay, that, you know, and I heard Nelson talk about that quite a bit. So that was appealing to me because like I said earlier, I've always had issue with the stock market and wall street and how that operates. And I mean, honestly, I've never been able to fully wrap my mind around how all that works, but it was, there was always something that was like, this just doesn't, there's something off about this. But <laughs> so when I, yeah, when I learned about the companies and how they operate and how they've been so successful for so long, I'm like, well, maybe this is a place to put my money. And then um, a couple illustrations in his book where he compares two people that buy cars. So one girl saves up money, puts it in a CD account, right? Where it's earning like 5%. He compares that to the other sister who funds a, a whole life insurance policy. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of compare like, well, yeah, up front, the CD sister has more money the life insurance sister has a smaller amount of money, but over the years, the life insurance sister slowly gains steam and just absolutely destroys her because the sister who's always pulling money out of her CD. So you're, she's always interrupting the growth of it, right? Compared to the life insurance sister, she's never actually using her own money. She's mm -hmm. borrowing money from the life insurance company, thus never interrupting the growth. And when I saw those numbers, I was like, man, that's, hundred percent. That's how you, know, you can't lie with the numbers with that. So yeah. that was, that kind of got me going at first. And then over time, you know, I've read the book, I don't know how many times, um, just how, you know, your wealth has to reside somewhere. Your money has to reside somewhere. Right. Is it better residing in a commercial bank where they're not paying you anything or should it reside in an entity that you own and control and that you can borrow against and pay back at your will? You are the one that is in control of that and you earn interest in dividends because you're part owner of the company. So I was like, seems like a no brainer to me. Yeah. You know, and that, like I said, I'm always still learning every time I read the book or watch yeah. him, watch him do his seminar. It's, there's always something that I pick up on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, it, when I was first exposed to the, the concept was before I was with the, the Institute, I was with them for about five years. Um, yeah just with my time there. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. The times I talked to the board members and Nelson, they're all quality guys. Yeah. Um, but being my technical self, the first time I opened the book, you can imagine where I went and what I was interested in. Right. Yeah. 
right? The charts, the numbers. Sure. Yeah, here's how it works. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now I look back, I'm using the word cool with life insurance. I'm like, come on, Steve. Hey. But that's that's what I was interested in. And then read it again earlier this year. And as I'm going through it, what grabbed my attention, and if you would ask me this years ago, there's like, no way I, I just glimpsed over this, was the grocery store section. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It, the grocery store section where he's talking about customers do business with stores that are convenient, look good, have quality merchandise. What was the other point? And have low prices. Yeah. So you can look at that and like, all right, that has nothing to do with life insurance. Mm. It, it does. But at the same time, you can make the argument, all right, from running a business, if you just apply those principles, you'll crush it. Yeah. So from a business standpoint, as I look at them, all right, it's the same thing when you run a business and it just shows his thinking. And he was a genuine guy. Every time I talked to him, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but for mindset certainly shifted compared to where I used to go. Just mm -hmm. illustrations, numbers. I loved it. Now it's from a business philosophy. Okay. Look how he did that. Look how he illustrated that. That's a nice choice of words he had there. Yeah. 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 I like to, I've come to learn that I like to listen to, people that have been around for a while, you know, who have seen a lot of stuff. And, yeah, you know, Nelson was, I think he was 88 when he passed away a couple of years ago. And, you know, that guy's seen quite a bit of stuff, Yeah, you know? So it's like, I always, you know, I, I kind of, he's kind of changed my mindset. I'm, you know, looking and talking to people that are quite a bit older than me. And I want to just be a sponge with them because they've seen and they've lived, you know, through more than I have. So they've been through it. Yeah. yeah. You know, my, my life mentor, um, one of them, she died at 90, 97 years old. Oh, wow. um, it was her, December of 2019. Yeah. Um, but as I look back, so I say life mentor, when I uh, was young and studied the Bible, she studied with me, mm. um, just Bible studies and such, and yeah. learned a lot more just as far as her ex life experiences and such, and talking to someone with values like that, how she came up, the things she saw just being older and to kind of ingrain a lot of that on me. Like I look at it today, gave me so much, gives me so much value and call it a huge advantage. When I look at a lot of people my age, some mm. of them have great values, but we talked about earlier, instant gratification age where it's, Hey, I want to get a job and make $10 million right now. Otherwise I'm going to quit tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> don't work like that, man. <laughs> you no. got to have patience and get through it. Take your time. Yeah. It'll work out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking, like I said, my oldest son is about to turn 20. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's figuring things out. You know, we have a lot of good conversations. So I'm, I've been talking to him about this quite a bit. I mean, obviously he, it's very hard for him to wrap his mind around, but you know, he just got a big lump sum of money from past unemployment because he was laid off because of the coronavirus right. stuff. And I'm telling him that money should, it should go into your policy first. We just start a policy on you. You put all that money in there first. We can set it up to where you can, you don't have to fund that much every year after, but put it in there first. Let that growth start happening because he's not even 20 years old. Right. I, you know, showing him like, I'm like, dude, if I would have started this stuff when I was your age, almost 20 years ago, be in a completely different position right now financially not that i'm in a bad position now but you know the longer you fund them and the longer they're enforced the better they get so but yeah he's you know he's 19 so he's very 
you know, he's not thinking about five, 10 years down the road. Correct. So my job, you know, is to try to get him to let's, let's think about time's going by quick, man. You're going to be 25 before you know it, 30. So, so I'm excited to, you know, start his policy up for him too. Nice. Nice. I'm curious, just how's it going? Uh, call it his mindset. Just as you're talking with him, do you feel like he's starting to, to get it, see the value a bit too? He is. He's definitely, he's nice. seen the value of, um, you know, and I'm, I'm always hesitant to say this, but using other people's money because yeah. that's, you know, that's what you're doing. Like if you had the option to make money and have your money sit and grow somewhere and just, pay a little bit of interest to use somebody else's money to never interrupt the growth of your money. I'm pretty sure anyone would pretty much do that in a heartbeat if they, if it yeah. clicked in their brain. So I think that has clicked in his brain. So he is seeing like, okay, he sees the potential of it. Let's just put it that way. Gotcha. Nice yeah. work to, to come into that mindset and start to understand, even if it's 1% of it that early is a huge sure. advantage. It is. I didn't get it until uh, 28, 29 years old. Yeah. Well, I, I still don't get it. I didn't start to understand. Bits right. <laughs> We're always learning, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And you learn a lot by reading, by you know, getting information out there. And then the biggest takeaway, how I learn is not so much just when I ask questions, they answer it, they provide information. That's great. They actually pro provide the service you pay for, but it's, how I see them flow as an organization, they're so, so efficient. That's mm. where I look at it and say, okay, they did that extremely well. They're doing that. How mm. do I just copy that and put it the same process or similar process as my company from one department to the next with, yeah. with everything? And that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, efficiency is has really been huge for me too, especially with, uh, you know, the strategy that I use and that I teach is where you do, you know, the first lien home equity line of credit and you just funnel all of your money into that. Right. And I literally, I don't manually pay any bills. It's all automated. So I don't have to think, all I got to do is go out and work and make money and take care of my family. And, and then it's just a very efficient way to do things to where before I was always managing my bills. Like, okay, we have money in savings, cool. We have a little bit in checking. We have to pay this bill on this day, this bill on the other day. Do we have enough in checking? You're constantly like, I don't have to do any of that anymore. I don't even have to think about it. It just happens. And I just, it automatically gets paid from my line of credit. And as long as they make more than what I spend, I'm in a good position. So at the yeah. end of the year, I pay that down all year long. At the end of the year, when my policy premiums are due, because they're all due in the same month, I just pull everything out of there and plop it into my policies. And then I start over and do rinse and repeat every year. And it's just mm -hmm. a very efficient, easy way to do it. And you have the ability to, to fund those huge premiums. Right. Right. And then you have that money in there as your reserves. That's the ultimate place to have reserves. Mm -hmm. So gotcha. I'm all very about nice. efficiency, man. 100%. Yeah. Efficiency and discipline. Every time I talk to anyone that's interested in that type of strategy, velocity banking type style yeah. discipline is the key it, yeah. you know, i've seen it work many times people we work with do it not all of them most don't yeah. but some do that strategy works if you are disciplined where i've seen people get into trouble is yeah. you know where i'm going with this lack yeah. of discipline they borrow it out say eh, i'll pay it next month eh, i'll pay it next month <laughs> human nature sometimes just creeps in and delays mm -hmm. everything or i could use the word procrastination yeah when that starts to happen, everything else gets delayed. 
Then where you mentioned now, you're doing everything via your line of credit. In the past, through the checking account, I'd be willing to bet you've got a whole lot more mental clarity, less stress right now from a financial 100%. standpoint. And people don't put much value to that. That's what helps you move. Absolutely. I mean, that, now I have that stress is now gone and I can just be laser focused on this, the new stuff that I'm doing. Right? Yeah. I can, I don't have to think about that stuff. So. Yeah. So procrastination is just going to result in stress. That's where I was going with that. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. if you are disciplined, that strategy you mentioned will work beautifully. Just make sure you yes. keep the discipline. <laughs> that, no, you, you hit the nail on the head. It, it, it is not for everybody. I will definitely say that. And I'm, you know, I love, uh, man, God bless uh, Denzel. I've listened to him quite a bit. Yeah. That guy is, he's doing a lot of work helping people that are kind of struggling, figure their stuff out, running all their numbers for them. And like, God bless him, man. That is a good dude right there. He, he works. Uh, I mean, I remember when him and I first met and we've done a podcast on this when he, yep. I don't think that... Uh, he may have his insurance license, but he wasn't using it. He was shopping insurance policies. He was looking to maximize cash value. He was looking at it from the consumer side. And it yeah. was a small policy in the situation is what, what fit for him. Mm -hmm. um, but you could tell just in the first couple of conversations, and this is before we knew each other, just the sincerity and the willingness to work because he looked at a policy he did it for himself, and then he started using that as an example and how to get people out of debt. He puts a lot of focus on helping his mom and single moms. You know, that's his part yes. of his mission. Yeah, he works, man. He, yep. <laughs> he really does. And he's, he's also one always to dig into things, question you. He wants to understand the benefits. What are the drawbacks? You know, even today, mm -hmm. because we help him with policy design, everything and everything everything and anything life insurance, we help him with. Yeah. But he will make sure with everyone that he works with that they're in the best possible position. Cause like you mentioned earlier, showing options, he's yeah. going to do that. And he's sincere. Yeah. I, I've always liked his work ethic. He's, he's a good, he's a good hardworking young man. Yeah. He's definitely, I've definitely got a little inspiration from him too. Cause I do have some friends and family that, um, you know, they don't have a lot of equity in their house, so they can't utilize that. HELOC strategy. So, you know, if you're not there yet, it's like you can, there are other ways. I know he specializes in that. So you can, there are, you know, basic budgeting. Let's get that first. And then you kind of go from there. Like, how can we create more cash flow? Mm -hmm. and once you can prove to me that you can do that, well, then maybe we can, you know, you know I won't get into all the details, but there's things you can do, right? And yes. he specializes in that. So, because mm -hmm. you know, not everybody's in a, a position to leverage a bunch of equity from their home and Correct. be able to do that yet, but they can. It's a process, but you can get them there pretty quick. Correct. So, yep. Yeah. Correct. Nice. And again, what I mentioned earlier, I think you'll you'll do very well just based off of your knowledge there already. Yep. Just the kind of the part time work you mm -hmm. have planned with with using your life insurance license because you can show people how to get out of debt, how to use. Yep equity they have and life insurance mix it all baby and just go yeah. full speed 100 <laughs> percent. they work very very well together yeah very well together so mm -hmm. yeah if you do have if you do have debt like car loans or whatever you can show like it's all about cash flow the more cash flow you can create even if you increase your balance a little bit if you take away that payment it might even get paid down to a zero balance even sooner yeah so it's you know 
to me, that's what we, we focus on cash flow. Let's figure out how to create more, you know, that bigger gap from what you make and what you spend. And that's what, that's how you can really do damage. I can go all day with you about that. <laughs> so <laughs> can I, man. Yeah. It works. I mean, I've been, I've done it. It works. It, Absolutely. It works so well. And it's hard to do in the beginning. I it tell is. you, yep. from a business standpoint in the early years, even today, my wife and I, we don't, we don't need to live off much. We, you know, trying to do everything we can to live simply. We've got mm -hmm. our dogs. They take up a lot of our time and energy. Sure. But from a financial standpoint, we don't. So what we've done for the past several years now is any type of profits we have, reinvest them into the business to hire more people, more yeah. agents, more office space, all that good stuff and grow a real business where not only are we able to help more people that way, right? people who are interested in cash value life insurance can help agents now with their training business we're about to launch mm -hmm. with expanding it. You help the consumer, but now you help people by giving them jobs as well. That's something I, I never expected or was really on my, my mind when I started all this. Yeah. Um, but it comes from that principle you just mentioned of the discipline, call it, and taking money and just throwing it right back in in the early years where it's like, hey, I can go finally buy something nice. You know, should I get a house? I'm like, no, no, no. Just throw it back in there. Delayed yep. gratification, gratification yes. call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm big on that too, man. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, I think we covered just about everything. Anything you wanted to add, ask me, anything else you'd like to mention? Um, yeah, I would just say, you know, for people that are interested in this stuff, you know, just spend time researching and digging in. Listen, listen to numerous people. Don't just listen to one person. Listen to what everyone's saying, you know, and kind of gather, you know, gather your thoughts and come up with what you think is best for you and but always be learning, you know, don't ever feel like you've arrived. And Nelson would always talk about that. So yeah. mm -hmm. that's the way I think like in the big scheme of things, I'm fairly new at this. Yeah. I might know quite a bit more than most, you know, agents because I've done all the research and I continue to do the research, but mm -hmm. um, you know, there's so much information out there. So just spend time and, and dig into it. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. No, thanks for mentioning that. I a hundred percent agree. You know, talk to as many people as you can gather the info and we're all going to fit nicely with different individuals and different practices. It, you know, just do yep. the right thing, help where you can and it will all work out. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Well, well, really appreciate you taking some time today. Thank you everyone for listening. We've got Adam's contact info uh, in the description of this email as well. Feel free to reach out to him if you have questions on cash value life insurance, HELOCs or anything and everything finance. He's a good resource uh, and can share some of his experiences. And thanks again so much for taking time, Adam. Thanks. No problem, Steve. All right. Take care. See you, man.